The machine is ever turning, ever hungry. How do you avoid being eaten? How do you avoid drifting into becoming another cog? Can you escape the machine? Should you try or is it impossible? Pondering these questions and more, I mention a machine. Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, and other things. Uh, this is the Mention of the Machine, episode 17. Today we are talking about the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Joel, what did you think about the 48 Laws of Power? Or should we first say what the 48 Laws of Power are? Well, we did discuss that we were, going, we were not going to read all 48 Laws, but I decided I'm going to. <laughs> oh, no. So starting with Law number one, Law one. Six hours later. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I thought the book was really well. Like, a lot of the laws make sense, and a lot of them are like, wow, I kind of do that. And, mm-hmm. Wow, I should never do that. And you've, you've probably encountered somebody that did some of these things. Yeah. But uh, from the from the description, the, what are the 48 laws? They are amoral, cunning, ruthless, and instructive. This multi-million copy New York Times bestseller is the definitive manual for anyone interested in gaining, observing, or defending against ultimate control. From the author of The Laws of Human Nature. Which I never read, The Laws of Human Nature. Neither have I. I did get every Robert Green book that he's written since this. Oh, yeah. And I'm making my way through. <laughs> yeah, the, the problem with this book that I had was um, it's kind of dry. Like, a little bit of over overdrawn out on the points i think sometimes yeah i do like the examples he gives though yeah the examples are good i wish some of them could have been more modern but they, he goes back through history a lot with them and shows uh how previous rulers had used these tactics and things like that very machiavellian valiant i would imagine yeah but uh robert green he was the mentor to uh ryan holiday who we've mentioned on the podcast before he wrote the daily stoic and uh the obstacles the way and several other books what was the other one that you read um you read his last book courage is calling courage Courage is calling i read that one too but then there was another one wasn't there um stall (laughs) edit we'll edit that out later sure we will sure but um funny story about ryan holiday because I was listening to that Joe Rogan episode that he was on the other day. Yeah, I didn't get to that yet. Well, there's a story that when he started working for Robert Greene, he had the 48 Laws on his, on his desk, and this guy was was convinced that he was up to something because he had the 48 Law book on his on his desk. <laughs> Ego's the Enemy. Ego's the Enemy, yeah, that's one. That's the one. Was that was the most recent one? Uh, I think Courage no. is Calling is the most recent one. Courage is Calling is the most recent but there's the obstacles away. Ego's enemy. Stillness is the key. And courage is calling. Stillness is the key. I think is the new one. Though, so I didn't read that one. But uh, yeah, good stuff from him as well. Um, we were fans of Ryan Holiday here. I'm still yeah, still listen to that Joe Rogan. Um, mm-hmm. Surprised Robert Green hasn't been on there though. That'd be a good one. Probably too powerful. Probably, probably make, probably teach Joe Rogan how to actually take over Spotify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. One of the things about the 48 Laws is it's apparently such a good instruction manual for uh, learning how to manipulate and gain control that it's been banned in some prisons, as well as the Art of Seduction, which kind of freaks me out. Cause <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, that's a book I'm going through right now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Any good? It's really good. Did it teach you how to seduce people? Basically, it's it's, a, it's more of a, of, here's the different, so I think there's seven different types. I think I'm on type number four. And basically it tells you what, what the types are and how they work. And basically it's like, We'll figure out what type you are, and then use that to your advantage. Is the art of seduction? Is that the reason you're in sport mode? No, I'm in sport mode because <laughs> it's too freaking hot. It's very hot. 
yeah, the Utah prison system feels that both books, the uh, 48 Laws of Power and the Art of Seduction, have the ability to teach inmates how to manipulate others. Which, if you're already probably in prison, you probably know how to manipulate some people. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, an interesting fact about Robert Greene is he's also friends with uh, 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. I, I was really upset, because I think three months ago you mentioned this, this book... Um, set, um, it was like a three-book set that was on Amazon. I wanted the audiobooks. Mm-hmm. But at, one, at that point, I was like going to Wings with my buddy. I'm just trying to buy it real quick. I'm like, so this is only in print and hardcover. This is only in Kindle. This is only an audiobook. But I did some digging. I got all three on audiobook. Nice. And then I decided to get all the Robert Greene books because they seem like... I feel like if you took your child and had them go through all the Robert Greene books before they, they got to high school, they would just dominate. Well, you'd have to first start them out, of course, with the Warrior Kid series. Oh, yes. And then then move them into that. And then when they start feeling sorry for themselves, you give them Can't Hurt Me. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, the 50 Laws is basically going over all the stuff the 50 Tent has done and how he's kind of... Like, basically, his life is similar to the 48 Laws, but it's, it's, it's with more Martin experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that one would probably be an easier read. I'm going to get to that one. I don't know. Cause well, I'm going in chronological order, so Art of the Ducks is my second book. Nice. Yeah, uh, one, of the, one of the things I like about it, if you if you ever follow 50 Cent on uh, like any of the social media stuff, he, you know, back in, back when he was rapping regularly, he was a rival with Ja Rule, the other rapper. Mm-hmm. And when Ja Rule went to prison, 50 Cent being the, the manipulator and the control guy he is, he bought all of Ja Rule's music catalog. So he owns all of Ja Rule's music <laughs> outright. Ja Rule doesn't even own his own music. And then Ja Rule went and had, when he got out, he went and had a concert at like some, some venue. And 50 Cent bought all the front row seats and didn't let anybody sit there. So like the guy's just looking out at a blank crowd. <laughs> <laughs> like it's such a dick move, but it's fucking pro. Uh huh. It's like just showing that you're better than somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so Eugene made the outline for this this one because he didn't want to read all 48 laws which I agree we shouldn't do so we have I wrote down my favorite laws and the unliked laws that I have okay I put check marks next to mine let's see so rule law number one never outshine the master yeah I, I like that one because that's uh, that feels very Jocko-esque that's, I didn't check that as one of my favorite ones because it's um, I think that I more often encounter the opposite side of that when it's time to outshine the master, when the master is on the decline. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, though, the example, one of the examples they gave was this guy was trying to impress his master, so he basically wrote, did this crazy party. Mm-hmm. And the guy basically got him trumped on all these trumped-up charges for abusing power and money and stuff and got him put in jail and basically destroyed the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the rising too high too fast will yeah. make, you a, make you a target. But he did better parties than his master did, and that's what would piss him off. Yeah, which is why I love my I like to stay invisible rule. Yeah, that that's a good one. I also like the fact that it's just um, it's uh, it's kind of like be humble mm-hmm. and like don't claim the credit for things. If he had passed on the credit to his master, then he probably wouldn't have gotten in trouble it's with him. Funny you say that because <laughs> uh, which one? Which one is it? There's one of these laws in here that I don't like. Oh wait, hold on. Da-da-da-da. Oh, they get others to do work for you, but always take the credit? Uh-huh. That, that's one of the ones I don't like either. Yeah, so that ties into the whole thing you just mentioned. Yeah, that's not extreme ownership whatsoever. Yeah. It's uh, do the work and take credit. Do the work and let others take the credit is the, the, the way to move. Mm-hmm. I also like law number three, conceal your intentions. 
Yeah, um, I think that's usually a good one as well, but it also kind of, it can also can be seem kind of dishonest, I think. Well, the reason I say that is, like, if you put it out in the world, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. You put it on the world, and people will tell you about it. Mm-hmm. But if you're working on something you're not, and you want to get it up and going, there's a lot of people who don't don't want you to succeed. Right. So by putting it in the world too early, they're going to, oh, that's dumb, why would you do that? Yeah. yeah and then they turn true. around and go do it. Yeah. I mean, there's also that, but there's all I like. I heard an entrepreneur thing talk about that about how you should discuss your ideas openly because everyone's always worried if somebody's going to steal their idea. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, if you're at a bar and you're like talking about your idea, people at the next table over they might say, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea," but yeah. they're probably not going to move on it either. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, though, it depends on who you're talking to. Oh sure. Like if you're in a cutthroat environment, you're not going to be talking about your ideas to people you don't even know or trust who no. are going to steal it from you. Right. But I'm saying if you're if you're with your friends or somebody you can actually bounce things off of. I feel like this law has like a caveat. Yeah, there's um there's another law that ties to that that I, I liked um where was that? Um uh, it, I mean it kinda goes back into being the sum of the people you surround yourself with. You wanna make you wanna surround the Jordan Peterson thing also. So surround yourself with friends that want the best for you. Mm-hmm. That you can tell good news to and bad news to without them being happy for you. Happy about it. <clears throat> yeah, the other one I always say less than necessary. That's a good one. I like that one too because that that goes into also concealing your intentions. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you can become a blabbermouth and over overtell, overshow your hand. Exactly. Also, so much so much depends on reputation. So guard with your life. I love that one because that's that's uh you know I like uh samurai and martial arts and honor and all yeah. that. It's like that's it. Like your reputation, you can you can burn that real quick. It takes forever to build. You can burn it so fast. That's why I'm very uh, anti lying and yeah. stuff like that. Well, I figured what Vin Diesel movie is was like my words are my bonds. Don't think I got. <laughs> <laughs> I drive a race car one mile at a time, quarter mile, quarter mile at a time. But now I work for the the Department of Defense. <laughs> Win through your actions, never through an argument. Mm-hmm. That one I like as well. That goes into like uh, do don't tell. Yeah, you know, show don't tell. Despise the free lunch. That one I learned from my wife because it's there's usually a caveat to uh-huh. it. You know, like I don't like when work sets up like free food or something. I know like this is going to be some shit that I uh-huh. don't like. Or if somebody's offering you something free, there's it's nothing is free. There's yeah, something I'll else never they forget. Want. I was a kid. I had to be like eleven or twelve. And my dad took us all to lunch. He said, now that I bought lunch, you got to learn how to do amortization and, t- and figure out how to do it by hand. I'm like, I would just pay for my lunch if I knew that was the deal. <laughs> exactly. There's always a catch. Never appear to, to never appear too perfect. Yeah, I think that one, that one, um, I didn't check that one. Uh, that one's, uh, that one's kind of uh, in between for me. Well, I can tell you what it means. Being better, appearing better than others is always dangerous. But most danger of all is appearing to have no flaws or faults or weaknesses. Envy creates silent enemies. It is smart to occasionally display defects and admit to harmless vices in order to deflect envy and appear more human and approachable. Only gods and the dead can seem perfect with impunity. There you go. That's good. Yeah, I like that one. And like I said, like my one coworker. Oh, you, you're so. I'm like, no, I'm not. I know to Google. Like I'm not that great. Like I don't. I don't want to be set up on a pedestal so I can fall. The higher the pedestal, the, the fall, further the fall. Yeah, I had to explain to my wife about a uh, Stack Overflow the other day. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, she was like, "Uh, because the day before I was having a, a coding problem, 
and I couldn't solve it. And then like I, I left it. I left it. I was like, you know, I know how this works. Like tomorrow, I'll come back and I'll, I'll figure out the right way to to think of the problem or the right mm-hmm. way to word it. And I, I did, and I solved it by like a f- within fifteen minutes of sitting down because I figured out the right word wording to put into the Google search that got me to a Stack Overflow page where somebody had solved the problem for me. Mm-hmm. And it was a stupid thing. It was like event target versus event current target. So. Least and my last favorite law was do not pass the do not pass the mark you aim for. In victory, learn when to stop. Yep, that's a good one. You know what always makes me think about that, and it's probably the example in the book is uh, Napoleon and all the people that right invade Russia uh-huh. at the wrong time. Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's dead winter. Let's go invade Russia. Great idea. Yeah. <laughs> not so good. So uh, a couple of my favorites that we didn't talk about. Um, Law 10, infection. Avoid the unhappy and unlucky. Yes. Because you can be... They can drag you down. Um, like Jordan Peterson said, two drowning people is not an improvement on one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's an episode of the Boondocks where they talk about crabs. Mm-hmm. Now, crabs always want to bring other crabs down. Mm-hmm. So if you picture a, bu- a bucket of crabs and one crab is actually trying to gr- crawl out, there's all the other crabs always grabbing that crab and bring them back down the bucket because yeah. they don't want anybody to, to succeed. Yeah, they did an experiment like that also with, I think it was monkeys, a ladder, and bananas at the top of the ladder. Mm-hmm. The monkeys were pulling each other off the damn ladder to get to the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, law 15, crush your enemy totally. I always like that one because that's <laughs> like, because uh, it's true. If you don't crush your enemy totally, they're going to, it's like the bully. Like if a bully bullies you and you get into a fight with the bully and you get the upper hand, like make sure the bully's never going to touch you again. Mm-hmm. Like go uh ender's game on them like <laughs> and don't forget folks july is wrath month july is wrath month <laughs> we, we were dedicating each month to a different deadly sin though um law 19 do know who you were dealing with do not offend the wrong person yes that's one of the things when i worked at, worked in the office was i knew that we worked in headquarters so i could be talking to anybody like a lawyer hr like don't be yourself yeah Exactly. I, I had the same problem when I first started at my company because it's like you'd go to these uh, social gatherings and there'd be, you know, managing partners and stuff that were hanging around and things like that. And it's like, uh, I got to I gotta be professional, Eugene, and not, not mm-hmm. Eugene, Eugene, even though they, they say, you know, bring your whole self to the office. They don't think they mean me. I, I'll never forget. My boss said, you need to be more yourself. And we're like, no, 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 no. 30 seconds, HR will be at my door. I don't need that kind of in my life. <laughs> Law 28, interaction with boldness. This one I think about um, Goggins talking about when uh, when they were doing SEAL training and they had to learn to kick in the door n- without what, knowing about what's on the other side of it. It could be a guy. It could be nothing. It could be a guy with an AK or a grenade waiting to blow him up. Mm-hmm. But his point was people are going to remember how you open that door. If you open that door timidly, you're going to be remembered as the timid person. If mm-hmm. you open that door with force, yeah, bitch. Yeah, if I can just kick in the damn door and say, "Fucking, it's it's goofy time." <laughs> <laughs> Law twenty nine: plan all the way to the end. I think that is a good counter to a good uh, 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 parallel to Law forty seven: do not go past the mark. Yes. If you plan all the way to the end, then you know when the end is. But yes. A lot of time, people just have like a vague plan. They don't say, "Here's when, where oh, here's where my goal is." Mm-hmm. Uh, da Law 36, going into stoicism. Disdain things you cannot have. Ignoring them is the best revenge. Exactly. I think that one's self-explanatory. Law 42, strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. I like that one a lot, too. That's the same as cut the head off the snake. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So those are my liked ones that aren't on the same list as Joel's. 
What about disliked? Oh, disliked. I will Did start. Did I do disliked yet? Yeah, yeah. No, you didn't. We didn't okay. get there. So, we already mentioned get others to do your work, but always take credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Law 14, pose as a friend, work as a spy. Yeah, I don't like that one either. No. It's shifty. Keep others in, sus- in suspended terror. Cultivate an air of unpredictability. I like the second part. I don't like the first part. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very... Law 17 is really good, I think, if you actually have like an enemy. But I think too many people now, they're like, oh, my haters. My haters yeah. don't want to make me let me succeed. It's like, who the hell are these people that are hating you? Like, mm-hmm. they probably don't even care. Well, I remember in college, I always felt like I had a nemesis for the year. Uh-huh. And it was just something that got on my nerves. Like, it wasn't like they were actually competing with me. It's like, I don't like this person. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it'd be cool to have an arch nemesis where you're like, this is the reason why I got to do all the good shit. Why I got to do the best mm-hmm. I can all the time. My favorite is one episode of Rick and Morty with um, the King of the Sea. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you were never my nemesis. I don't even care about you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I also think about uh, Pat McNamara saying, if you uh, if you were to clone yourself yesterday, what could you do today to kick your clone's ass tomorrow? Like, that's there's, a good reason. There's a movie episode. about that now. Is there? Yeah. Hmm. It, uh, the the uh, redhead from Doctor Who. It's some base, Basically, the premise is, like, she's about to die, so they clone her, and they find out she's not going to die. So this is a year... To, 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 be, to be the fighter clone. Huh. To see if he stays around. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'd watch it. It's probably going to suck, but I'd watch yeah. it. And law number 30. Make your accomplishments seem effortless. You don't like that one? Nope. You like to, see, you like to show people that your work? Well, because it all comes back to the, um, the perfection thing. Mm. Like, don't try and be perfect. Like, just no. Yeah, for me, I've got a uh, law six that I don't like. Uh, court attention at all cost. Yeah, I, no, no, no. I, li- I like being in the shadows. I like yeah, being- be the gray man. Well, as my one buddy says, his go- his ultimate goal is to put his last day in at work. And we go, who the hell was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even work here. <laughs> yeah, uh, law seven we talked about. Get you didn't like that one. Um, get others to do the work, but take the credit. I don't like that at all. Um, uh, Law Law Twelve. Use selective honesty and generosity to disarm your victim. Like no, don't don't like, don't be that. Uh, nah. No shady. Yeah, there's uh, only one slim shady. It's not you. Yeah, and then Law Seventeen. I had on mine also. Keep others in suspended terror. There's a lot of them though. They're just like they're they're good still. Like they're just not my favorites, and I just don't hate them. That's all I got. Okay. That's all I got for forty eight laws. Well, hopefully we'll do a palate cleanser, and then we'll do another Robert Greene book. I was thinking we should do an episode on uh, conspiracy theories. How's that self-improvement, though? Well, it's not. But while we're talking about freeing yourself from the machine, maybe they're, they're theories, but maybe there might be an air of truth to them. Yeah, true. Maybe we are actually brainwashed by lizard people. Could be. So there's actually um, one podcast that said there's a theory he loves about the moon landing. Mm-hmm. So in his theory, we did go to the moon, but the idiots didn't realize the radiation would kill the film. Mm-hmm. So they had to recreate the moon landing to prove that we went to the moon. Right. So we did go to the moon and they did fake the moon landing, so everybody wins. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. So. But yeah. that's all we got this week. And if you hear a fan in the background, that means my noise reduction did not take it out. But I, we, in, uh, in Joel's defense, we had to keep the fans on because even though we're outside in the garage, it is uh, 93 degrees and humid today. Yep. And uh, it's brutal. It so, is. 
And we just ate spicy chicken, so that didn't help. No, it did not. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you later. Later, kids. That wraps up another episode of The Mesh in the Machine. If you would like to contact or subscribe to the podcast, please visit themenshinthemachine.com. If you would like to leave a voicemail, please call 412-294-8557.